Welcome to Outdoors Radio with Dan Small, your source for the latest hunting and fishing information. Brought to you by LakeLink, your online fishing resource at lake-link.com. Outdoors Radio is also brought to you by the Castle Rock Petenwell Lakes Association, castlerock-petenwell.com. I'm Dan Small. Today, a Lake Michigan fishing report from Charter Captain Dumper Dan Welch. A look at upcoming paddling adventures with Nick Gordon of Now Outdoors and fishing and camping opportunities on the Castle Rock and Petenwell flowages. All that and more straight ahead on Outdoors Radio, so stay right there. Time now for Madison Outdoors, and you hear this feature every week at this time on WTSO, the Big 1070. You also can pick it up on our podcast whenever and wherever you get your podcasts. It's on Lake Link on iHeartRadio and other platforms as well. And joining us once again is Pat Hasberg. He's the proprietor of DNS Bait Tackle and Fly Shop on Northport Drive in Madison. He's got a website, dsbait.com, and he does a weekly fishing report every Friday morning on his Facebook page, DNS Bait and Tackle. Well, Pat, welcome back. Hey, Dan. How you doing? Always a pleasure to be here. Yeah, thanks. I'm, I'm doing just fine. Now, fishing is picking up in Madison, from what I hear. I I listen to your report every every week before I call you, so I, I know what's going on. It sounds like things are picking up. Yeah, fishing's been great around town. We have uh, white bass snapping up here in Warner Bay. Uh, the bluegills are on their beds on many of the lakes, Mendota uh, and on Monona still, and uh, bass are... You know, of course, off their beds now, but got their summer feed bag on, and they're in the weeds, and people are finding perch and crappies, all kinds of things going on here. All right, and I understand the catfish are are biting up uh, by the 113 bridge as well. That's right. Yeah, that 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 bite there has been hot since ice out, really. And mm-hmm. so we uh, we and and the funny thing about those fish is they're all giants. They, you know, I don't even hear about many fish under 10 pounds. Oh my! So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're all they're all good sized fish, and I we just I think we just had a good year class of catfish several years ago, and they're all still around and and doing their thing. So it's, it's a lot of fun. Now, does that fishery extend much up and down the river, or is it just uh, concentrated in that one area? Well, it, uh, around this time of year, I think the the fish, you know, um, when the ice comes off. They concentrate uh, in this part of the lake because it's shallow and it warms up first. Yep. And then they just kind of hang out there because uh, it's comfortable for them until they're ready to spawn, which they just did basically last week. I'm not sure if they're still spawning because I've also heard reports of catfish being caught in other areas of the lake now. So I think they've kind of they're kind of moving back out after spawning. But uh, uh-huh. generally, this time of year, they're up, they're up in this area and pretty concentrated. And people catch them using what? Uh, well, early in the season, it's a cut bait, pretty much just a cut bait story. Uh, and then about this time of year or a, a couple weeks ago, they started biting on crawlers. Mm-hmm. And just uh, recently here, uh, the stick bait, you know, the dip that you use uh, has been uh, more and more popular. So, And then that, that'll go the rest of the summer, the dip bait, the stink bait. Well. Yeah, yeah, okay. And these are channel cats, correct? Yep, channel cats. There are some flatheads that get caught uh, occasionally, but uh, for the most part, they're all channels. And the flatheads like live minnows, from what I remember. That's right. Yeah, flatheads are are, are more.
a predatory fish, I guess you could call it, and uh, live bait works better for, for them. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, what else do you hear now? That's um, Mendota pretty much in a nutshell. How about Monona? Uh, Monona, like I said, the, the gills, uh, I still get reports of gills on beds uh, out there. Um, the, of course, Monona is a world-class musky lake, so I haven't heard a lot about musky in the last the past uh, few weeks, but uh, that's, that action is going to change here pretty quick, and I should start getting reports of some real large uh, muskies being caught out there, some over 50-inch fish uh, mm-hmm. you hear about pretty regular out uh-huh. there. Do people troll for them, or are they casting for the most part? Uh, mostly casting. I mean, there are some people that troll and, you know, put out suckers and stuff, too, while they cast, but uh, I'd say it's mostly a casting game. Mm-hmm. Okay. And how about Wabisa? Well, Wabisa also has a great musky population, but uh, there's uh, some great walleye action to be had down there, and uh, fantastic panfish, too, crappie perch and bluegills. Uh, bluegills down there, from what I hear, are pretty much off the beds. Now, those lakes lower in the chain tend to uh, warm up a little faster, and the, and the bluegills finish uh, spawning a little faster. But, um, yeah, a lot of great opportunities. And, and pike, too. Great great pike numbers, so a real nice mixed bag off of Yeah. Yep. I have friends who fish it for pike regularly, and they have some secret spots that they won't talk about. They might take me there, but you know they're not going to let me reveal them to anybody else. Yeah, put the blindfold on while they take you there. Huh? Yeah, pretty yeah. much. Yeah, you're out here in the middle yeah. of the lake. This is the pike spot. Yeah. Um, right. Right. Well, I know they like cooler water once the lakes warm up, and that uh, if that's a clue to anybody, um, you know, it's probably as much as I dare say. Yeah, yeah, you don't want to don't want to give away too much. Right. How about Kiganza? Uh, Kiganza is mostly a bowl of the lake. There isn't a lot of infrastructure in the middle of the lake, so it's a big basin. Folks do well trolling out in the main basin for walleyes. There's some decent pike action down there, and perch are very popular out in the out in the main basin and on the weed line this time of year. Or you know, once the weeds come up and we get more of a defined weed line, uh, perch are, are a big target down there. And also gills. I saw some absolute giants coming off. Uh, Kiganza the last few weeks, but those fish were up spawning, and you know they kind of moved on now. But uh, some very nice eleven plus inch bluegills. Oh my! Oh my! Now they yeah. suspend in deep water typically. Uh, I don't know if they do that on Kiganza, but I know they do on Monona. That's right. Yeah, they'll. So once they're off their beds, they sort of move out to that ten to fifteen feet of water for a couple weeks, where they'll uh, kind of have the feed bag on and and get their energies back up and then generally they uh, hang out over wherever they can find the thermocline, that comfortable water out in deep water uh, and you know you can catch them over 70 feet of water but they'll be about 15 feet down and uh, folks do really well just uh, taking the boat out and if it's not too windy just drift along in your boat and wait till you come upon them it's, it's, it's a lot of fun and real relaxing yeah, uh, that's for the gills. Now, the perch tend to, you mentioned weed lines, um, and I think people more or less target weed edges, don't they, for perch? That's right, yep, yeah. And especially on Mendota here, uh, the you know, world-class perch fishery, and, and the perch have been rebounding uh, the last year or so after, you know, some tough years, uh, but uh, a lot of people blame that on the catfish, but I guess the jury's still out there, but yes, the uh, perch tend to uh, concentrate 
concentrate on those weed lines once it's a little more defined. Right now they're getting the perch in the weeds, so you got weed flats, and and uh, you can find perch in the weeds, uh, casting over them or tossing bobbers in there. But once that weed edge gets a little more defined, and this heat we're getting this week and, and sun is, is really going to help those weeds come up, once that weed edge is defined, you'll have perch uh, concentrated on those weed edges. And are uh, Helgramites and other live bait the most popular way to get perch? I know people who target uh, bluegills and crappies tend to favor plastics, but that's not the case with perch, is it? Yeah, live bait seems to be pretty much king for perch, and Helgramites especially. The thing about Helgramites is that they are getting harder and harder to find. Really? My, uh, yeah, my connection for Helgramites, the woman out of Oshkosh, and I called to you know place an order just uh, last week, and she was saying that she's not sure that her and her husband are going to do it this year. Ooh. And, uh, yeah, so, and I don't, I'm, actually, if anybody out there is listening and, and has a connection for Helgramites and wants to call me here at the shop, I, uh, I, I talked to my, my bait guy and, uh, he said, he, he said, I know a woman up in Oshkosh who <laughs> collects Helgramites and I said, yeah, well, I talked to her. Yeah, wow. Not looking good. So it's kind of a lost art, you know, harvesting those, those bugs, but, uh, you know, yeah, like I said, if anybody knows anyone, I'd, I'd be I'd be interested to hear. Well, give uh, give Pat a call. Well, before we let you go, what are your hours now? We're open six to six every day, except Sunday we're open six to five. Generally open at six in the morning and getting people live bait and having having some great traffic through the shop. I imagine you've got some interest in trout and and people doing all right on the streams as well. Certainly, yeah, not too much to report on trout. The rain had. Uh, made some streams cloudy this last week but i was just out last night the, the stream i was on gordon creek and it was looking good here in dade county and you know this time of year it's uh, terrestrial games so yep. look beetles crickets and ants are going to be your go-to and, flies this time of year and pretty soon my favorite the uh, grasshopper oh i can't wait for grasshopper right. that's my favorite too all right well thanks pat and we'll catch up with you again Thanks so much, Dan. Always a pleasure. You bet. Pat Hesburgh with the Madison Outdoors Report. His website is dsbait.com. And don't forget to check out his Facebook fishing report post every Friday morning, DNS Bait and Tackle. I'm Dan Small. More Outdoors Radio right after this. Enjoy the ultimate shooting experience at the Range of Richfield, your one-stop shop for all shooters. Just north of the Richfield Cabela's store on Helson Drive, the Range of Richfield offers 12 state-of-the-art 25-yard indoor shooting lanes for all pistol and common rifle loads. Classes in home defense, basic handgun and concealed carry, a retail shop, trophy mount display, and more in a welcoming, family-friendly setting. Open daily except Monday to the public and members. Your ultimate shooting experience, therangewi.com. If you're ever in a motor vehicle accident, call Hupe and Abraham, named Best Personal Injury Law Firm by the Wisconsin Law Journal, year after year. The firm of Hupe and Abraham has collected more than a billion dollars for its clients. In fact, they collect millions of dollars every month for hundreds of satisfied clients. Call the firm Voted Best and Rated Best, Hupe and Abraham, 800-800-5678, or visit Hupe.com. And all 11 offices of Hupe and Abraham in Wisconsin, Iowa, and Illinois are open for business. Well, joining me this week from Florence, Alabama, Jeff Kelm, uh, on a southern southbound odyssey, to quote uh, <laughs> uh, the city of New Orleans there, that, that wonderful song by um, 
Oh, my goodness. Who wrote that? Uh, Goodman wrote it, and Arlo Guthrie made it immortal, I think. But you're, you're in Alabama, so what's going on down there? Yeah, uh, I'm down here for the uh, 2022 High School Fishing World Finals and National Championship. We've got uh, 416 teams competing down here on uh, Pickwick and Wilson Lake. Uh, we've got uh, teams from um, just about every state in the Union, um, except for Alaska. We do have Hawaii. Hmm. incredible 400 and some teams wow and it's three days of comp or four days of competition right yeah it's four days of competition there is two i guess you call regular days of competition and then there's a third day of competition where the high school fishing national championship winners are decided and the high school fishing world finals finalists are decided on that day mm -hmm. so we on friday will award the high school fishing world uh, high school fishing national championship and then saturday is the high school fishing world final and uh, only 31 teams compete on that saturday uh, but everybody uh, competes on the first three days wow well that'll make it just a little bit easier for you on the yeah. final final day of this uh, this event and at that temperature has got to be insane. We had pushing 100 degrees here this week, um, Tuesday. Monday was, was hot, but Tuesday was the real scorcher. And, um, and, it, and it cooled off a little bit. But uh, it's always hot down there in the summer. I mean, I, I can't yeah. imagine living that far south. Yeah, it's, it's relentless. Uh, you know, you get up and it's still 82 degrees and, you know, 90% humidity and everything is wet and hot. Yep. Um, before the sun even comes up, so it's it's crazy, but uh, it's a lot of fun. Uh, you know, it's a lot of good sticks, and uh, I can't wait to tell you how it all ends next week. Yeah, well, we will get that report next week. But meanwhile, last week you were in Oscoda, Michigan, for a Masters Walleye Circuit event, and that turned up some pretty good sized fish. Yeah, it did. Uh, you know, in that in that event, uh, we had uh, you know our Masters Walleye Circuit events are two day events, but 
On the big water, we do generally try to get um, a day allowed in case we have a blow day. And uh, we've been to Oscoda a few times um, for different events, and uh, we have had to we had to call off the final day of the uh, national team championship last year due to weather. Uh, and uh, we had to call a blow day this year because of weather. So on the second day, uh, which would typically be the Saturday, we, we ended up not fishing, uh, and we had to push it back to Sunday, which for the week of travel that I've had is was an extremely difficult decision to make personally, but it was the right decision to make for, for the tournament itself, for the Masters Walleye Circuit. Uh, but we had some great weights. We had 28 pounds and 8 ounces handed in on day one uh, by Jacob Trombley and Peter Schaefer uh, from uh, Gladwood, Michigan. Uh, these guys are heavy sticks that um, have uh, have fished across the country and done well in, in professional walleye circuits before. And, uh, and they were fishing our event, and we were running a dual event alongside the Michigan Walleye Tour and they um, they were taking the top spot there as well. We had the blow day on Saturday, and we wrapped it up on Sunday, uh, and they brought in another stellar bag of fish. They ended up winning with 53 pounds and 3 ounces, uh, about 5.5 pounds over the uh, second-place team. It was a clear and concise win, mm. and, um, uh, you know, it was, it was neat to see. There's a couple of young guys that, really have a have a bright future in the walleye world and um they won both our event and the michigan walleye tour event cashed some really nice checks i couldn't tell you the, the money details on the michigan walleye tour side but uh they cashed uh over eight and a half thousand dollars on our side uh with cash prizes so um yeah it was a good good weekend for them i guess wow and you you played a little golf on your uh blow day on the yeah. day off yeah, it was, uh, you know, we, we, we travel these places, you know, otherwise you're just sitting in a hotel room and, and the, one of the guys that worked with me had suggested golf on Friday night, uh, if we had to call blow day. And I was like, oh, that'd be, you know, interesting. I haven't golfed in 15 years, so mm-hmm. sure. And, uh, and sure enough, call blow day. And so we we're like, well, I guess we'll go golfing. Huh. And we had a few times set up for a particular course, just a, you know, small public club. Uh, somewhere not far away from where we were fishing, found out that one of the anglers in the area actually partially owns a, he's a co-owner in a golf, golf course. And, uh, he caught wind that I had a tee time and he says, no, 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 you need to go to my club on me. Uh, here's 18 holes and a cart and clubs and the whole deal. Nice. And, uh, so we spent the whole day, uh, golfing. It was, it was great. Ah, I won't ask you your score if you haven't played in 15 oh, years. Oh my goodness. We, we, we honestly, Dan, we kind of stopped like really keeping score after a while. Mm-hmm. It was ridiculous. Uh, somebody asked me if I hit a 30 and I asked, was that in the first three holes or <laughs> that, uh, that after that? So, yeah, wow. uh, it was fun just to get out. I hadn't swung a club, like I said, in probably 15 years. So wow. it was just neat to be able to, to enjoy it. It ended up being a great, beautiful day. Wind laid down, and we had a great day to finish off on that Sunday. Well, that's good. Uh, and unfortunately, you picked up a bit of a head cold somewhere in the process, and uh, and I did too. I, I think we're both uh, recovering from that. Yeah, it's uh, it's made the whole travel extended days up at crazy clock and 100-degree weather just that much more difficult to deal with. But we're getting through it, Dan. We're pushing through. Good.
Good. Well, I have basically been catching up after a week away at John's wedding uh, up north, putting ear tags on this year's lambs and banding the, the young rams because we don't want them to be uh, making more lambs with their sisters, and they're pretty precocious, these uh, breeds that we have. So uh, you've got to take care of them fairly early if you're going to keep them together. Um, we've got more hens hatching chicks. Uh, I, I've lost count. I before I before I left on this last trip, I found a hen on a nest that was in a, a building we rarely use. And when I came back, she had eleven chicks, and um, she actually attacked me. Her chicks. When you got eleven babies, you know it's hard to keep track of them. And uh, sure. they get into places where they're not supposed to be, and I retrieve them. And then she hears them peeping, and they go up, oh, and she goes, "No, you can't do that." And then, man, she drew blood on my shin uh, today, but. She's just doing doing what hens do, you know. So, And we've got a lot of gnats this summer. I don't know if you have them up by you, because you haven't been home enough uh, probably to know. I haven't noticed. <laughs> I was just going to say I haven't noticed, but I haven't been home. Yeah, wow. Um, yeah, some kind of biting flies. I don't know what they are. They're gnats or black flies or something, but I hope that that ends pretty soon. Well, folks, coming up, Fred Nichols is going to talk about fishing, camping, and ATV riding opportunities around Juneau County on the Castle Rock and Petenwell flowages. Outfitter Nick Gordon of NowOutdoors.org invites listeners to join him for a canoe camping trip in Wisconsin in July or in the Boundary Waters in August. He's got two events coming up. And we'll kick things off as we often do with Charter Captain Dumper Dan Welch reporting on Lake Michigan fishing action off Sheboygan. All that and more straight ahead on Outdoors Radio. Castle Rock and Petenwell are two of Wisconsin's largest inland lakes. With more than 60 square miles of water, they offer four seasons of outdoor fun. Halfway between the Twin Cities and Chicago, and just minutes from Wisconsin Rapids and the Dells, you'll enjoy family-friendly resorts and campgrounds, great fishing, bike trails, county, state, and national parks, and the Nacita National Wildlife Refuge. Learn more at castlerock-petenwell.com or on Facebook at Castle Rock Petenwell Lakes Association. Get outside and let us be your guide. Lawrence County, Wisconsin. Are you looking for a safe Northwoods destination for outdoor recreation? Florence County has over 200,000 acres of uncrowded public land with 160 miles of wooded ATV trails, many lakes and rivers to fish or paddle, seven wild river waterfalls to hike to, horse trails with campgrounds, and friendly bars and restaurants. Go to the exploreflorencecounty.com lodging, dining, and recreation tabs to plan your trip. Here's a message from our friends at Remy Battery in Milwaukee, Escanaba, and Houghton. We at Remy Battery Company want to thank all of our customers and friends we have made over the past 90-plus years and your continued support of our local, family-owned company. Stop in and see the expertise of over nine decades of battery knowledge and customer service. Let us take care of the batteries for all of your needs, from power tools to sump pumps and ATVs to hunting decoys, even down to the smallest hearing aids, big and small, We have them all. Stop in for a free battery and electrical check before you hit the road, trails, or waters. Don't forget to ask your sales representatives about volume pricing. Call Remy at 414-384-0340 or visit online at remybattery.com for all your battery and battery accessory needs. Welcome back to your source for the latest hunting and fishing information. Outdoors Radio with Dan Small.
Thanks for joining us on Outdoors Radio. I'm Dan Small. Well, it's time for our update on Lake Michigan fishing in the Sheboygan area, sponsored, as always, by Dumper Dan Sport Fishing Charters, Condos, and Riverfront Store, right there on South Pier Drive in Sheboygan, and on the web at DumperDan.com. You can also find him on Facebook at Dumper Dan Sport Fishing Charters. Also sponsored this week by Dave's Who's In, 835 Indiana Avenue in Sheboygan and on Facebook at Dave's Who's In. Well, joining us once again from Sheboygan, Dumper Dan himself, Dan Welch. Well, Dan, welcome back. Hey, thanks, Dan. I am back, and I am, uh, you just mentioned Riverfront Store, and I'm standing in my store watching all six of my boats back up into the dock as we speak. They're just coming back in from their fishing trips with our clients. Oh, my goodness. So you're going to be busy in a couple minutes. Oh, yeah, they're going to be coming this way pretty quick. But, okay. uh, they're all docking. Uh, they're all getting fish off right now, and they're going to go hang them up and take some pictures. So uh fishing report here is uh, improving by the day, by the minute. Um, it just depends on air temperature, as you know, Dan. we got to get that water warmer. We're unseasonably cool. Um, everybody, water temperature-wise and air temperature on the lake, I mean, it's comfortable, but it's still cool for, for this time of the year. And I'm hearing that from a lot of customers of mine from all over the Midwest, not just Lake Michigan, but elsewhere. They're they're witnessing the same thing. And um, summer's coming. It'll be here. It's, it's it's pretty nice now, but water temps on the surface right now where we're fishing, which is about five to eight miles offshore, is where we're catching fish. Uh, it's 48 degrees on the surface, and it's 45 degrees down 50 feet, so pretty chilly. Uh, but fish are biting in that, Dan. We are coming in with a variety of, of trout and salmon, so that's a good thing. Yeah, absolutely. So for folks who are not familiar with water temps and fish preferences, what do the salmon like? Anything in the 50s, Dan, is always, always good. 50 mm. to 60 is, is just primo. And what what they do is they they put the feed bag on and they start they start chasing tackle, they chase bait, they they eat eat eat. That's what they do, and that's their comfort zone of temperature. You don't want it too hot, you don't want it too cold. But anything in the 50s is good, and we're close right now with that. And on a sunny day, believe it or not, Dan, it'll it'll get to 50, 51 degrees on the surface, but you get the cloudy days and it drops back down to 48. So yeah. we just need some sunshine and, and everything's going to take off like, like gangbusters here on Lake Michigan. Yeah, so you're catching a mixed bag, are you, out that far? We are. We're running still south of town. It seems like them fish don't want to move north right now. We've been fishing the same area, my fleet of six boats, on a daily basis. We set at about five to eight miles south, anywhere from five to eight miles south in water depths of 180 out to 280, and then we troll south and north and south. So we got a nice school of fish there. It's basically off of Woosburg, Cedar Grove area, um, and uh, Harrington Beach area, and that's where we're catching these fish. Mostly coho, Dan, good eating size, grilling size, you know, four to six pound coho is beautiful fish, good to eat. Um, and we're catching a few kings, rainbows, and lakers mixed in, uh, with them cohos, but mainly it's been the coho salmon, which we enjoy targeting. Um, but I just, you know, eventually they'll start moving a little closer to town. Yeah, yeah. And they move up up the shore. They keep going, don't they? They don't stick around all, all summer. Well, they do, yeah. We don't catch them all summer long, and that's a good question. Then we, you know, we're onto the rainbows, the kings, and, you know, well into the summer pattern, you know, of what's normal. But right now the coals kind of are just stopped where they're at. We've been fishing them in that same area for two weeks straight now, and it's a good thing they're there because I'll tell you what, I talked to a lot of charter boat captains that are north of me 
all the way up into Door County, and it's a tough bite for them right now, unfortunately, because their water temps are 38 to 42 degrees. It's even colder north of here. Wow, so, yeah. Well, um, it's a good so thing. Fortunate. Good thing you got decent, if not ideal temperatures, at least decent enough, and fish accessible. That's cool. Um, exactly. And how are you catching them? You're trolling um, flashers and flies primarily? Well, that's, you know, that little red dodger, you know, the little red dodger with the green peanut fly, we call it, is just red hot. Hmm. And you run that on planer boards, you run it on dipsy divers, and you can run it on downriggers in the top 40-foot range, um, and they catch fish like crazy cohos. Um, But then we run spoons for the cohos, and then we run 8-inch flash or fly combinations for the kings and the lakers, and then we run larger spoons for the lakers. As well, so we got a, a spread of you know twenty baits in the water at one time on every single charter, targeting everything. So the variety is the name of the game, you know, this time of the year, and it, and it's happening. You know, it's slowly happening, and the coals are there in numbers. So them are a number of fish, and and we land some bigger ones in between, being Rainbow Lake or King. Yeah, and uh, speaking of kings, you say there's a big king coming in now. You haven't weighed him yet, huh? Yeah, he's coming in on boat three right now. I got a picture of the fish. We haven't weighed at the scales in our store. We're going to weigh it here. The guy is getting it mounted, our customer. Uh, very excited, and the picture, it looks huge. Uh, it's, it's our biggest king of the year for sure, but um, I'll have it on our Facebook page here uh, shortly, so you'll be able to see that fish, but a very nice-looking fish, king salmon. Uh, we did have a couple lake trout come in yesterday and this morning that were 20, 21, 23 pounds. Nice. There was a 25-pounder caught the other day, so... There's some big hefty fish out there, too, besides the cohos. All right. Well, our second sponsor this week is Dave's Who's In, and there are a lot of strange names for bars, but <laughs> that's got to be one of the one of the most memorable, I'll say, I guess. That's true, but my name's Dumper Dan, and that's, that's kind yep. of unique, too. <laughs> yep. Well, and, you know, I've told you this many times. Um, you, you latched onto that uh, nickname that they gave you when you were a kid, and people don't forget it. Nope, I'm glad I called the boats in my business app because you hit it, Johnny, on the spot there. They don't forget it, and people remember that name, and that's that's big for uh, for my business for sure. They keep coming back, and they recognize the name, and, and Dave's who's in, too. I mean, he's been around as long as I have, really. I mean, yep. he's been in that business forever, and a uh, very good friend of mine. Um, he used to shoot pool for his bar for many, many years. He does pool leagues, dart leagues. And what's unique with his, too, Dan, is uh, Dave Susan, and he's got the miniature bowling league, too. So there's a lot of different things to do at Dave Susan. He's got a full menu, uh, full bar, walking distance to my place. You can see it right outside my store. I'm looking at it right now. Um, so easy to get to here in uh, downtown Sheboygan. All right. Well, Dan, we're going to let you go because I know you got fish to weigh and uh, probably the next group ready to go out. And we will look for that big king. and. Uh, posted on our our page as well, and uh, hope that the fishing continues to be as good as it is now. Yep, we'll keep at it, and it's going to get better and better as as the sun keeps beating on the water, warming up our water temperatures, and uh, we're looking forward to a very uh, action-packed, exciting summer, Dan. All right, well, we'll talk to you again in a couple weeks. You got it. Thank you, Dan. Uh, Get a hold of me, 920-377-1147 for a reservation, DumperDan.com, or our Facebook page, Dumper Dan Sport Fishing Charters. Thank you. All right. Dan Welch with the Lake Michigan Sheboygan Area Fishing Report, and he's got his hands full now with six boats at the dock bringing fish in, so we'll let him go and talk to him again in a couple weeks. I'm Dan Small, more Outdoors Radio, right after this. 
Listen to more Outdoors Radio online at dancemalloutdoors.com. Welcome back to Outdoors Radio with Dan Small. Welcome back to Outdoors Radio. I'm Dan Small, and joining me now is outfitter Nick Gordon of NowOutdoors.org. It's a great website that lists some of the trips that he's got planned for this summer. Nick, uh, thanks for joining us. It's been a while since we talked to you. Yeah, it's been a while, Dan. Thanks for having me. Now, you have been in Peru. Uh, <laughs> those trips are behind you, but tell us briefly what you did there and how, how those trips went. Yeah, we uh, we wrapped up spring and had some university class trips up north. And then uh, right away, toward the end of May, I took uh, about 20 people out to Peru for uh, uh, backpacking trips. We did uh, 10 days on Inca Trail and Lake Humantay, Rainbow Mountains, um, Machu Picchu, and then we had a, a high altitude uh, trek around Asangate Mountain. So it was uh, it was pretty awesome. The weather was great, sunny every day, cool nights. Um, we had some nights well below freezing, so um, yeah, it was uh, it was gorgeous, and everybody did a really great job out there. Wonderful. Well, now you've got uh, two exciting trips: one in July and one in August that we'd like to talk about. Uh, and the July trip is paddling. Where are you going to be? Yeah, so for July, um, you know, it's been a hot summer. Uh, we want to do uh, a canoe camp, a wilderness canoe camping trip. This will be in northern Wisconsin, up near Boulder Junction. And uh, this one is going to be different from ones we've done in the past. We're we're actually reaching out to families. Um, I've got a, a a daughter that's going to be coming out there, and she's done a couple trips with me now. And uh, I thought, you know, let's let's get some other families out there that want to do some of this stuff too. So it'll be a, a weekend wilderness canoe camping. We're going to be paddling and portaging uh, canoes uh, through a, a, a loop of of small lakes and camping on a beautiful fancy beach out in the middle of nowhere. Uh, it should be a really good time. Cool. And what are the dates? Uh, this will be the weekend of July fifth. July seventeenth. It's the fifteenth, I think, uh, no, isn't it? It'll <laughs> July fifteenth, sixteenth, seventeenth. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, uh, Friday through Sunday. Okay. Tell us a little bit about how you uh, run these trips now. Um, some people who are, you know, backpackers or canoe campers travel light with uh, freeze-dried food, and uh, you really, you you really treat people well as far as uh, nutrition and uh, and meals are concerned, don't you? Yeah, yeah. For our backpacking trips, I actually uh, have a couple of uh, large freeze dryers, and, and we do our own um, custom meals for our backpacking trips. For canoe trips, though. Uh, just because we're not carrying the load on our backs very far, just, mm-hmm. just the short portages, we tend to go a little bit, a little bit heavy um, on the gear with our canoes. Uh, we'll for this upcoming trip, we'll probably have some aluminum Dutch ovens. We might be doing some, you know, some cobblers at night. Uh, we'll have some, we'll have some bigger gear, but we'll make uh, fantastic food as always. Um, the way that these trips typically run, you know, this is a beginner wilderness canoe trip, so. You know, folks that have minimal experience or even no experience paddling canoes, this is a trip for them. Uh, we, we meet up there on a Friday, and we'll do some basic canoe instruction. And then we get on the water, we, we practice paddling a little bit, and then we start making our way across the lakes. 
know, depending on the weather, we can modify around a little bit. But the lakes are, are typically pretty gentle. Um, you know, again, this is family friendly. So let's say that there's a, a mom and two young boys. You know, we've got um, all tandem canoes. They're lightweight. They're about 55 pounds, 58 pounds. And so we'll we'll divide up everybody between the uh, you know between the boats. And if we got some real young ones, maybe you know six and a half, seven that might not be ready to paddle. You know, they can always hop in the middle too. So we just kind of you know get all the boats arranged and uh, start making away. And when we get to camp too, there's plenty of time for people to, to get out there and just paddle around and they can go fishing if they want to. Um, there's even hiking trails about 11 miles with the trails that they can go and, and play around on. So, you know, it's a pretty laid back weekend. Once we get out there too, um, I've got food covered. I take care of water filtration uh, right at camp. I've got all the canoes. If people need packs, uh, we've got packs that we can rent out for cheap. Uh, we've got some really amazing uh, high-end hammocks now. They're full fully outfitted for, for camping. They've got the insulated quilts and everything ready to go. The folks can rent out that stuff if they need it. Um, so yeah, anything that, that, that folks need, um, we, can, uh, we can usually provide. And you mentioned hammocks. You are you kind of specialize in hammock camping, don't you? Yeah, I've been at it since 2009. I had a, had a little incident on a, a trip of my own um, years ago, and uh, I wasn't able to sleep inside of my tent anymore, and so I rigged up my tent as a hammock, and I threw the, the ground tarp up over the tent as a rain fly. I thought, huh, this is this is kind of nice. And then I discovered that uh, there were some hammocks out there designed for camping, and, and the rest is history. I've been at it for a long time. I've probably owned about 18 hammocks. But uh, the ones that we that we rent out, they're made in uh, in Minnesota. They are Superior Gear hammocks. So that's a very young company, about five years old that makes um, hammocks that are, they have built-in quilts, so you don't have to, to buy separate quilts. So when people rent one of these hammocks, it's got a built-in, um, you know, down-filled quilt underneath them and a quilt on, for on top. The rains fly the whole nine yards, so they don't need sleeping bags or pads or anything. And, uh, yeah, they're, they're real nice. We got them just about a month or so ago. And, wow. uh Love them. Cool, cool. Well, then you've got another trip coming up a month later, a longer one. Uh, middle of August, you're going to the Boundary Waters. Yeah, yeah, it'll be our second Boundary Water trip for the year. Um, it's a nice route, about 40 miles or so. This is a trip for folks that have experienced canoeing, people who love canoeing. And honestly, the, the one of the goals of our July trip um, is to give people experience portaging canoes. You know, some people might decide that they hate carrying canoes. Mm. And some people might realize that, you know, wow, if I can carry my canoe and I can keep my pack light, we can really get out into some farther, you know, deeper places. And they might be good um, candidates for a boundary water trip. So our, our boundary water trip is about 40 to 50 miles. It's a nice loop. Um, we'll be out there for seven days on the water. So we arrive on, uh, I believe it's a Saturday. We put in on Sunday, and we're out there for the entire week. So we usually do... A couple long days, and we'll have a couple layover days as well. And hopefully, the bugs are are behind us for the most part. By the usually by mid-August, they they start to to simmer down a little bit. Um, so uh, yeah, the weather should be perfect. The water should be warm, and I'm really looking forward to it. And again, meals, uh, good meals, um, nourishing meals, and not just uh, you know a freeze-dried food you bought bought off the shelf somewhere. Yeah, no, oatmeal every morning is, is not not typically how we do things. Uh, let's see, a typical menu could be, let's see, we've got, well, this past weekend, I'll tell you the menu this past weekend, we had, uh, I have my barbecue pork spaghetti, we had a chicken enchiladas, 
Um, we had a, a vegetarian out there that, um, you know, we, we can we can accommodate any diet. So our vegetarian, uh, they had um, uh, butternut squash ravioli with a garlic um, garlic uh, cheese sauce, and we had a gluten-free uh, diet out there as well. And um, yeah, any special diets? And folks sign up for a trip uh, on the website, they can they can let me know if they have any sort of dietary restrictions, and that's no problem. Um, the boundary waters too, like you know, I mean, we have full pork sandwiches and eggs, and you know, really nice hearty hearty meals, um, you know, throughout the day. Usually, we have a nice hearty breakfast, a quick lunch, uh, on the go type lunch. It could be maybe tortillas with cheese and sausage, or peanut butter and jelly, or chicken salad wraps, or you know, tuna salad, things like that, and then nice hearty dinners at night. So, plenty of variety. Fantastic. And this is uh, some camping that you have to. Uh, essentially put in for in advance, don't you? I mean, you... Uh, uh, yeah, we got our permits for the Boundary Waters uh, the first day that they were available mm. months and months ago. It's still winter time, and um, yeah, in the last couple of years, people have been moving out into the woods, uh, discovering new places and getting into camping more than ever, and so the Boundary Waters uh, has really become a lot more popular. In fact, this year, I believe they cut 2,500 permits out of... Um, out of their system, they, they're trying to cut back on how many people are going out there just because it, it did get a little bit busy the last couple of years. So they've been trying to, to hold back on that. So permits are more challenging to get, especially for some of the routes that we're doing. Um, so we get them plenty early. And, uh, yeah. And the permits are allocated in a way that makes sure that these lakes are not crowded and the campsites are, are not, you're not running right. into a lot of other people there. Right, yeah, each day, depending on where you're entering the boundary waters, each day, some places will, uh, some entry, entry points, what they refer to them as, uh, only allow, say, four groups per day. A group could be one person, or it could be up to nine people in a group. Um, and some, you know, some uh, entry points might allow 15 to 17 groups per day. It all depends on where you're going. Um, but some of the more popular routes or some of the smaller lakes are really, really restricted. Um, and so, uh, you got to get those permits pretty early every year. All right. Well, Nick, um, we will catch up with you again, maybe as fall approaches, because I know you've got some exciting fall and winter trips, but we'll save those for a future conversation. I, I hope you have some great trips this summer, and thanks so much for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me. You bet. Nick Gordon is an outfitter. His uh, uh, website explains all these trips that we've been talking about. It's nowoutdoors.org, N-O-W-outdoors.org. So check it out, and he's still got room in those, at least in the July trip. How about the August trip? You still got room in that one? Yeah, we've got, uh, I believe, four spots left right now. They're going to go quick, limited to nine people. So, um, yeah, that one's going to fill quick. All right. Well, Nick, thanks so much, and uh, we'll talk to you again. Sounds good. Thanks a lot. You bet. Nick Gordon. Get outside and let us be your guide. Lawrence County, Wisconsin. Are you looking for a safe Northwoods destination for outdoor recreation? Florence County has over 200,000 acres of uncrowded public land with 160 miles of wooded ATV trails, many lakes and rivers to fish or paddle, seven wild river waterfalls to hike to, horse trails with campgrounds, and friendly bars and restaurants. Go to the exploreflorencecounty.com lodging, dining, and recreation tabs to plan your trip. Castle Rock and Petenwell are two of Wisconsin's largest inland lakes. 
with more than 60 square miles of water. They offer four seasons of outdoor fun. Halfway between the Twin Cities and Chicago, and just minutes from Wisconsin Rapids and the Dells, you'll enjoy family-friendly resorts and campgrounds, great fishing, bike trails, county, state, and national parks, and the Nesita National Wildlife Refuge. Learn more at castlerock-petenwell.com or on Facebook at Castle Rock Petenwell Lakes Association. Enjoy the ultimate shooting experience at the Range of Richfield, your one-stop shop for all shooters. Just north of the Richfield Cabela's store on Helson Drive, the Range of Richfield offers 12 state-of-the-art 25-yard indoor shooting lanes for all pistol and common rifle loads. Classes in home defense, basic handgun and concealed carry, a retail shop, trophy mount display, and more in a welcoming, family-friendly setting. Open daily except Monday to the public and members. Your ultimate shooting experience, therangewi.com. If your rifle, shotgun, handgun, or muzzleloader needs work this season, call Roger Williams at Northern Magnetic, LLC. A licensed professional gunsmith for over 35 years, Roger can repair, customize, rebarrel, install sights and scope mounts, and more on all firearms, makes, and models. When you need a professional gunsmith, call Roger at 262-339-1798 or visit FixGuns.com. That's 262-339-1798 or FixGuns.com. Welcome back to your source for the latest hunting and fishing information. Outdoors Radio with Dan Small. Welcome back to Outdoors Radio. I'm Dan Small. The Castle Rock Petenwell Lakes Association, castlerock-petenwell.com, and Lemonweir Township offer four-season outdoor recreation on two of Wisconsin's largest inland lakes, and many miles of river, hiking and biking trails, and much more. You can check them out online at castlerock-petenwell.com. And joining us now is a good friend of mine, haven't talked to him on the radio for quite a while now, Fred Nickel. He is a former board member of um, Adams County uh, County Board. He's also a retired director of the Adams County Parks and Recreation Department, and he's currently on the board of the Castle Rock Petenwell Lakes Association. Well, Fred, thanks for joining us. You're welcome. Well, you've retired uh, from your uh, Adams County position, but you, you're you busier than ever, I think. You know, I was thinking the other day, Dan, I think I should be back at work. <laughs> I wouldn't be so busy. <laughs> it, it's, crazy. it's crazy. My wife, Reed, and I still travel a lot, and we spend time in Florida Keys and in Adams, and then we have a Redstone Lake property, and then we do go to Alaska frequently, so we stay very active, very active. So yeah, you certainly do. Have you had the uh, motorcycles out this year? I had the motorcycle out once since we got back from the Florida Keys, but I do most of my motorcycle riding in Florida. Aha. Uh-huh. Okay. Well, let's talk about the parks. Now, you were director of parks for Adams County, and there are two parks on the Castle Rock and Petenwell flowages that are in Adams County, but there are several other parks around the the lakes, too, and and they all seem to have similar amenities, don't they? Yes, and Juneau County has some excellent parks on their side, too, one on Castle Rock and also one on Petenwell, and uh, those are fine facilities if someone decides to want to go camping and do some fishing, because the fishing can be really great on the Petenwell and Castle Rock Voyages. Yeah, I have fished both of them, and um, mostly in the wintertime, but I know that they're good year-round because they're they're full of 
bass and walleyes and crappies and all kinds of other good fish. Yeah, on the Castle Rock side, matter of fact, just recently they were catching 12 to 15 inch crappies, Dan. Oh my goodness. That's what I thought too. Yeah. <laughs> wow. It's something to see a 15 incher once in a while, but if you're catching several uh, that size, 12 to 15, those are some really monstrous crappies. That really, that really gets you excited just thinking about it. Yeah, for sure. And where in, you know, without putting a pin on the map, is it the uh, shoreline areas or the river channel? Where do they catch them? At the Buckhorn Bridge. Oh, okay. You mentioned Buckhorn. Now, there's a state park there, Buckhorn State Park, which is it's right where the what used to be the Yellow River and the Wisconsin River came together there, those two arms of the flowage. Right. That's a, that's a funny facility. they got some good hiking trails in that facility also. The state park facility has some beautiful facilities for hiking and camping, something the entire family can enjoy in hiking. And state parks are known, known for that. So. Mm-hmm. I hear a dog in the background. Yes, Dan, that is Rufus. That is a beagle I recently acquired. And that's something we're going to have to use this coming winter and get some rabbits. I'm I'm all for that. Yeah, I understand he's a little more feisty than uh, one of your other beagles that you had recently. This beagle has blue ticket him, so he's straight hound, straight hound. I mean, his nose is going constantly, and a beautiful dog too. So, is he is he long legged like uh, blue tick? No, he's not. He's just got some blue tick breeding in him which makes him a very beautiful beagle, but he's very slim and very thin, so he runs really, really fast. So we should have some fun with him in the snow this winter. Maybe we'll have more fun trying just to keep up to him and catching him, but yeah. he does get a funny. Yeah, <laughs> okay. Well, let's get back to the lakes now. There is plenty of access on both Castle Rock and Petenwell, public landings in the parks that you used to manage and, and elsewhere on, on both lakes, right? That is correct. There is some beautiful landings where you can land large boats on both bodies of water on both sides of the lake. Castle Rock, Juneau County, and Petenwell, and also on the Adams County side. There's some beautiful landings and beautiful parks, which I did manage for a number of years. And I visited both of those parks over the years um, and fished out of um, one of them with a fellow who's a regular, I think he's a permanent camper on on one of those uh, on one of those parks. I can't remember which one now, but a guy from Milwaukee. We had a good I think that was Pete well. I think you're right. We had a great time. Um, now, if somebody doesn't have a big boat, is there still an opportunity to fish those uh, bodies of water? They're pretty big lakes. Oh, yes. You can still launch a boat, and you can get into some of the backwaters, and those are calmer. And just depending on the time of the day and where the wind is coming from, fish on one side of the flowage or the other to avoid the wind. And yes, you do see 12, 14 foot boats out there, but you got to be careful because the wind can kick up. And there's other bodies of water also where you can do a lot of plenty fishing with a smaller craft. Yeah, there are a number of smaller lakes on the Adams County side, and I'm just not as familiar with the Juneau County side. Are there lakes over there as well? Well, you've got the Lemonware River, yep. uh, which you can go up with a small craft, and the Yellow River, you can go up with a small craft. I, one thing I do like about the Castle Rock side, and a lot of times when you're fishing, Dan, you get hungry. You know, you're on a body of water for a couple hours, and you really want to get something 
to eat that's really great. There is a new store. It's Wisconsin River Meats. I just recently came across here just uh, last month or two, and they have done total remodeling, and they got some great food in there if you want to put on the grill. I mean, they've got venison. Hmm. They've got buffalo. They've got elk. It's just a great place to shop. <laughs> wow. Yeah, where is it? Wisconsin River Meats is just north of Highway 82, once you're on the Juno County side, coming from Adams. I think it's HH, I think it might be. Okay. It's just up a couple miles. There's a sign right on Highway 82 for where to turn. It's very close to the Woodside Ranch there on Highway 82. Oh, sure. Okay. I think I've seen a sign for it, in fact, now that you mention it. Yeah, it's definitely worth checking out. Unfortunately, the place did burn down this February or January, and they had reconstructed a whole new building, and it's pretty impressive. Wow. So it's all new then? Yes, it is, sir. Yeah. Wonderful. What else do you hear about fishing or recreation opportunities? Um, people can still um, run ATVs on the trails in that area, correct? Oh, yes. Matter of fact, in the last couple of years, Dan, a lot of the roads have now opened up to ATVs. Five years ago, a lot of townships and counties were reluctant to open up their county roads and their state roads to ATVs. That has turned all around now. A lot of the county roads and town roads are now open to ATV, which is really great because we see ATVs going right downtown on main streets, side streets, and it's a great opportunity for the whole family to enjoy once again because you see these four-wheelers, ATVs, that hold four people. And the family goes out and actually gets something to eat on a four-wheeler in town, and that's great. Yeah, in fact, I see them around here as well, and I think some people are simply traveling locally to save money on gas because it's a lot cheaper than filling up your truck or your SUV. I don't know if the mileage is any better, but it doesn't take as much, so yeah. don't feel so bad putting it up. <laughs> well, I'm, you know, I just assume the mileage is better, but maybe I'm wrong on that. Maybe somebody will call me and, uh, and set me straight on that. Any final words for folks uh, who might want to come to Juneau County and uh, enjoy those two lakes or some of the other wonderful opportunities for outdoor recreation? I would encourage the whole family to enjoy those areas. They provide a lot of natural beauty also, and I know the gas prices are high, but sometimes you just got to do it with the family, and do it as a family. That's very, very important. Yep, well, good words there, Fred. And, you know, it's it's not too far from Madison, certainly, and not too far from Milwaukee, so centrally located. People do like to go up north, but, you know, this is like the near north. That is correct, and it's right between Milwaukee and the Twin Cities. You see a lot of people from Minnesota meet up with the people from Milwaukee or Chicago in this area. It's halfway in between both of those large communities. Right. Okay. Well, Fred, thanks so much, and uh, I'll get over there and, and visit you and Rita one of these days. I'm actually thinking maybe later this week when it cools down. I will let you know for sure. Thank you, family, sir. I will talk to you later. All righty. Have a great day. You bet. You too. Fred Nickel, a former Adams County board member and current board member of the Castle Rock Petenwell Lakes Association, and you can learn more about the fishing opportunities and recreational opportunities we talked about here online at castlerock-petenwell.com. I'm Dan Small. You are listening to Outdoors Radio. Enjoy the ultimate shooting experience at the Range of Richfield, your one-stop shop for all shooters. 
Just north of the Richfield Cabela's store on Helson Drive, the range of Richfield offers 12 state-of-the-art 25-yard indoor shooting lanes for all pistol and common rifle loads. Classes in home defense, basic handgun and concealed carry, a retail shop, trophy mount display, and more in a welcoming, family-friendly setting. Open daily except Monday to the public and members. Your ultimate shooting experience, therangewi.com. Welcome back to Outdoors Radio with Dan Small. Welcome back to Outdoors Radio. I'm Dan Small. We're brought to you by Cedar Lake Sales on Highway 33 West in West Bend and on the web at cedarlakesales.com. They've got great deals on new and used boats this season, plus all the life jackets, tubes, and floating pads you might need for the 4th of July. So check out their website and Facebook page for details and get geared up for the 4th. We're also brought to you by the Castle Rock Petenwell Lakes Association, 60 square miles of fun on the water, castlerock-petenwell.com, and a great place to spend the 4th of July or any weekend that you have free this summer. So check them out, castlerock-petenwell.com. Well, if you missed our TV show, Outdoor Wisconsin, or if it doesn't happen to be airing in your area now, you can watch past past episodes online at milwaukeepbs.org. And our deer hunt show, is always available on the Deer Hunt Wisconsin YouTube channel. Well, gosh, I ran into a couple from Exonia last week at the Driftless Cafe. They still watch Outdoor Wisconsin reruns on Milwaukee PBS, and uh, I later ran into Wisconsin foodie host who owns the Driftless Cafe, Luke Zama, at the Viroqua Food Co-op. He was actually walking in with a TV crew to shoot a shopping spree for his show, Wisconsin Foodie. And if you happen to miss any dates or websites or phone numbers that we mention on our radio show, you can listen anytime at lake-link.com slash DSO radio. You can leave me a message on Facebook at Dan Small Outdoors or on Twitter at DSO Radio. Or you can uh, contact Jeff at, find him at Hardwater Jeff. A couple of calendar items uh, for you now. We, uh, we just heard about the Hike to Hunt program of backcountry hunters and anglers. It's a great way to win prizes and get in shape for fall hunting. It started uh, just a week or so ago, and it runs through July 31st. Details on how it works at backcountryhunters.org. And all this week is Pollinator Awareness Week. We've talked about No Mow May last month, but uh, folks are reminded that you can still help protect butterflies, bees, and other pollinators by planting flowering plants and not mowing patches of wildflowers and other um, any, any plants that have flowers on them, whether they're weeds or uh, plants that you've actually uh, intended to plant in your yard. And this uh, bit of news from the Michigan DNR, apparently there's a heavy die-off of alewife on the Michigan side of Lake Michigan. I haven't heard of anything on the Wisconsin side yet, but we'll keep an eye on it, and we'll ask Dumper Dan about it next week because he's going to be on again. It's apparently a seasonal event that used to occur regularly before the turn of the century, but it's been rare over the last 20 years or so. Uh, the alewife spawn in spring. They spend the winter in cold, deep water, and a combination of poor overwinter condition and temperature changes and stress from spawning sometimes causes this natural die-off. 
And a reminder that our friends at Ballard's Black Island Resort are still offering a two-for-one summer deal. If you're interested in fishing Lake of the Woods, great opportunity to take a friend or a family member um, up there for a great week. Check it out at blackisland.com. And tell them you heard about it on Outdoors Radio. Our theme music is by Warren Nelson. You can hear more of his tunes at warrennelson.com. I'm Dan Small, and I'm uh, going to have Jeff back with me again next week when he returns from Alabama. So get outside this weekend and be sure to join us again next week for Outdoors Radio. To you.